that's really sad. Um, also, what I was reading, they said that the Taliban, the United States, was in a process of peace treaties. If the United States forces withdraw out, you know, this country, Taliban commitments on security and peace talks. Um, I don't even know where it is even coming from. I don't know why or I don't know, I'm sorry. It's just hard for me to even imagine the Taliban wanting peace. Especially they ran with a guy who was responsible for 9-11. I don't see it how in the hell we came down to this. Now we're just supposed to walk away and just pretend this didn't happen. And I can't, and I, you know, someone like myself that that saw smokes as for as long as I did for the many hours until I was told to go home with, with, a lot, with hundreds of hundreds of thousands of kids in New York City that faithful day that, that was able to see it. You know, that was probably the only time all five boroughs was able to see as big of a smoke as we all witnessed that day. I'm pretty sure anybody from Bronx would tell you they saw the smokes too. I was in East New York. And East New York and, and Manhattan, Lower Manhattan, that's, that's, that's hella far. A good 20 miles. And I was able to see, still see smokes even from to this day. So now we're almost 20 years later, we come to this, like, listen, I know the whole topic was supposed to be me to talk. I was supposed to talk about not even of this. I was going to talk about the unfortunate, the unfortunate circumstances of life in Afghanistan still to this day with ISIS or Taliban still killing people for no reason, just to prove a point, just to, just to do whatever they want to do over, you know, American policies. But yet, this is this is just this is horrible. I, I can't see how America will even go in this link to just even shake hands or work with a, the same group that killed many of us, our soldiers. It, it, it's truly sad. I, I don't know how to feel. I trying to I'm trying to be reasonable. Maybe there's a silver lining to this. Maybe maybe it's time for peace. Maybe we don't need no more bloodshed. Maybe it's time to pull our troops out. And if you had told me that if this was like the time for us to go, then I would have said, "All right, let's get the hell out of there." But like, but but the sign and shake hands, and you know, I I I no 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 and no. I don't know if that's even a good idea. Everybody was bashing Obama when he pulled everybody out of Iraq. And, you know, we saw how that panned out, you know. Or just a bigger group came in and just tried to take over shit. You know, I don't blame Obama for that, but he might have been wrong. And now we might be we might be doing the same thing. You know, I, I'm all for troops getting the hell out of a country. They got no business of being there anymore. And Afghanistan, we've been there since 2001. I would like to see us just get the hell out of there. But to, to make a peace treaty with the Taliban of all groups that killed most of the soldiers, that caused so much damage, that was when at their peak, that was just not, they don't give a fuck. They were just doing what they had to do over their own beliefs. And I get it. It's, it's, their beliefs is not the same as us and vice versa. We all believe how we believe. But 
just to go into U.S. soil and just do what they did that day. And pretty much they changed what they did that they changed everything about America from security to just airports to how we have to search down everybody to just everything, even even hyphen race, racism in a sense. So I, I don't know. I just this is. It's, it's kind of bittersweet that it hasn't come down to a peace treaty of all things just for us to finally get the hell out of there. Uh, nonetheless, as far as this with the wedding, what's going to happen? What's going to be the ticking? What's going to be the silver lining? Or what's going to be the ammunition to us to just really go all out and just start attacking? this conglomerate because there's not just one country they are stationed they are stationed in multiple countries in the Middle East being funded by you know um, secret deals from countries that just wants to see America destruction and I'm not I'm not for the ways of what America is doing but at the same time you do not what you don't ever want to see your you don't want to see nobody from the military getting involved in some shit like this and let alone get killed so, and I got, and I have a brother that's in the military. I have a friend that's in the military. At any given time, when when shit goes down, they could be summons upon to just go and handle some shit. Right now, my brother's in Africa. Right now, yeah, you, you know, I don't want nothing to happen to him. He hope he gets there safe and he's, he handles his business. That's the risk for people in the military. You know, this is what you got. Like, this is the sad truth about it. So. I just, I'm all for the troops coming home. I am not exactly sure I'm for, I'm for this though. I'm not for no type of peace treaty with a country that kills so many of our people and you know, won't change what America has become ever since. Double double every year, which is by far a record. 
I don't know how it was a record, but it's a, it's considered a record. He's, he's had a double-double for about 14, 15 straight years or even his league. So this guy knows he's, 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 able, he's, he's still athletic enough to get the rebounds. So it's, he, can, and he can move around. It's just all about his health and his commitment. That would always been a factor. And plus, the first time he was with the Lakers, when they really needed him to do something, he couldn't do it. Now, he was also hurt also. People forgot about him being hurt, but when he wasn't hurt, he just couldn't contribute. And then the end, Kobe got hurt, and it just got swept by the Spurs. So it was a it was a marriage made from hell. Steve Nash couldn't stay healthy. He had to retire because of his back and his neck. Um, you raised Lamar Odom didn't stay long. Paul Gasol was already getting old. He was already phasing out. And Metal World Peace was very old also, so this didn't make no sense at all for a team that they thought could have won a championship. They all got hurt. It didn't work out for nobody. So now we're seven years later now. Dwight Howard's been in four different teams. I'm sorry, just his value right now has just been diminished to where, you know, He's not, he could be a starter on on a team that's not going to the playoffs, but if you're a team that's trying to reach a championship, the way the Lakers has assembled this roster, you will you would like to. I guess in a sense you would like you would love to see somebody in that position that can contribute offensively and defensively. Now I'm not listen. I'm aware of Dwight Howard double doubles, but that doesn't make him a great defensive player. Not no more. I believe uh well not even believe I I would strongly suggest that they get somebody who's got some legs on them. A good solid defensive player who's gonna put some legs. And if all else fails you got Javel McGee who can still contribute. He's he, you know he's still athletic for a tall guy and he can move back and forth. So you know you put him into the five you know, you you, won't, you don't have to put Anthony Davis up there. Like Anthony Davis already made it clear, he he's not, he don't like playing the five. He don't like banging against people, pretty much matching match for him. And you know what, the four could work well. Put LeBron to the three, and I believe you just got you got Rondo at the one. You just need an off guard and. Depending on who they put there, maybe Danny Green will be the guy. I'm not sure how well of a shooter he'll be, but by threes, he's amazing. This Lakers team, like I said, on paper, especially in the Western Conference right now, where there's, there is no super team at all now, you got a chance. A better chance than they ever had. Last year, they even had, they had a chance last year. Injuries succumbed, and they just couldn't stay healthy. Now, you got, you got the ammunition. You got... Top fly, a top five player in Anthony Davis, who when healthy could, could be the best player in all of basketball if healthy. So, and he's always an MVP candidate, a perennial All Star. He's gonna give you his twenty seven points a game, maybe twenty five, give you about eleven to twelve rebounds, a couple of blocks. He's he's an overall freak of nature. And now with a new team, he can definitely take advantage of the L.A. lifestyle. And hopefully he embraces that and he knows that this is his team. 
because LeBron's, you know, LeBron's gonna be gone in about the next three years, give it or not. And you know, once you know, have hopefully if this season goes well, Anthony Davis do sign a long term deal to be the face of this franchise. And if that's and if that does happen, you can you can definitely transition from LeBron to Anthony Davis, and it should everything should work out the way it works out if. That is the case. If they have a bad year, does that make Anthony Davis, you know, question everything? Of course. But as for the, not to jump off topic, because I, I went kind of far off the topic. This topic was really about Dwight Howard. Um, if Dwight Howard stays healthy, this um, it's going to make the, this Lakers team roll if they sign him. The reason why I don't think that's going to happen, the first time that happened, the first time he came to the Lakers, it didn't work out. His ego and every and all the issues and just how he and Kobe clicked, Kobe just couldn't rock with him. So you're not dealing with Kobe no more. You're dealing with, a, you're dealing with LeBron James who he likes to facilitate. Yes, he, he wants the ball in his hands, but he's a facilitator. He likes everybody open. Same as Rondo. You got... You got another big body with Anthony Davis that you don't have to be the Superman the team. You can help out Anthony Davis. You can um, you can just get the back rebounds. It's crazy. You got three. If he does get signed, if he does be on the starting lineup on opening day, you got three first round overall picks in a lineup. I don't remember any time they had three number one overall picks in a lineup all at the same time, this will be a record. I'm, I'm, I'm the first person that said it, so please remember me by me being the first one in the record books. But um, if it happens, I don't believe this is gonna happen at all. Hopefully Dwight Howard, and technically Dwight Howard is still signed to the Grizzlies. He would have to be waived for this to even happen. I am, and I'm, <laughs> the Grizzlies are not doing anything this season. They're a They've already been on rebuild mode. Conley's at the Jazz. Mark Gasol, he's got a ring with Toronto, and he's locked in with Toronto. So you already gave up your two cornerstones of your franchise. You, you know, you're starting fresh. So everything is just rebuild, 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 which means he's going to go. Iguodala's going to go. The Grizzlies, they're just, re, they're just rebuilding for the future at this point. There's nothing you can do. You was competitive for as long as you can. And that's about it. Right, Howard, once he gets waived, you know, I don't, I guess, you know, if this, if it comes down to it, the Lakers have to get somebody with credibility that can, you know, get the rebounds and the blocks. If you want him to just play defense, and maybe get you maybe 10 points a game. Right, Howard's the guy. If you just want somebody who's not going to give chaos. You, know, you can probably have your Bill McGee start, or you can get Joe Kim Noah off the streets, or um, Andre John is Andre Drummond. I don't know what Andre Drummond is at, but he was a promising player also when he was with the Pistons and with him and Greg Monroe. I would like to get and see him, even Greg Monroe. Anybody right now that can fit that number five role, um, just to help LeBron and you know company, and instead of you know. And give Anthony Davis away from the five spot. You can put him in the number four. That's more important. He's in the number four. He can excel. If he's in the number five, as you, like I said, he's gonna he gotta stay in the middle. He's gotta do a role like Shaq did, even though that position has diminished. 
he still got to do that spot. Hopefully, the Lakers do fix this out. If not, I don't think they're going to struggle. Because even with DeMarcus Cousin was there, there was a good chance DeMarcus Cousin might have got hurt. You know, we didn't know what can he give you. But now that he is hurt, you now got this. It's not even a controversy yet, but you still have to put this last roster spot. Hey, there's a still a Carmelo site in it out here. Maybe you can get him still. Folks, if you see purple on trees or see purple on fences in Texas, please turn around. That's just a, it's not even a spoiler alert. That's just a warning. It's a guarantee you need to turn around so the bad's gonna happen to you immediately. If anybody's familiar with hunting, then please get the hell out of the area angle with purple painting with purple paint. Anything with purple paint holds as much weight as a no trespassing sign. According to Texas Park and Wildlife, Texas Penal Code Section 30.05 states that purple paint on posts or trees on a person's property carries just as much weight as a traditional sign. And a lot of hunters and hikers know this, but once in a while, you get, you get a couple knuckleheads who don't listen and they get shot or, or worse. It is also illegal to pursue wounded games across private property lines without the content of a landlord or a, a landowner, which could also be, be arrested. If you shoot a deer, for example, this example, because you know it happens, you're in open territory, you shoot the deer. And you can't, if it goes into a purple area, you can't go in there. You can't. Not going matter how you consider it, you consider it. You're just not able to do that. So, so for anybody in Texas right now, and I'm pretty sure, maybe, I'm pretty sure, whatever other countries or outside the country states that even does this, you get yourself into some nonsense where you go into somebody else's property and you see purple paint. I don't, I think it's wise to get the hell out of there. I don't see you at all indulging in trying to piss off landowners who, who, who work there, who work their entire life to build something just to have some knucklehead come all over their place and start violating it. Now, as I said, these are hunters, these are hikers. They're just trying to find something so they can survive. But it comes to a point where if it's a purple paint at all on trees or in areas where you're near a house, chances are they're ready to pop a cap in your ass. Get the hell out of that area as not, not well, not as fast as you got to, but immediately get out. Don't even for one second believe that you're safe near purple. And I, you know, you always thought that red was a sign of war, you know, that was a sign where you have to stay away. I never thought purple would be that type of color to have so much weight that you are, you are forced to get the hell out of there as fast as you can or 
you can seriously get hurt. And, you know, even worse, I don't believe there's not been no type of killings over this, but people has been hurt, people has been wounded. And even worse, people has been arrested. This is trespassing. So you're giving the homeowners a right to shoot you down and you're going and you're giving the cops the ammunition to arrest you. It's just a no-win situation. There's no reason to even be in that type of area if you don't need to be. But like I said, hikers, hunters, you know, you hike to explore new things. Hunters, you're, you're hunting. You're, you're trying to get something. You're trying to eat something. It's for survival. I understand. But certain things, you know, you have, you just got to, have to avoid when it comes to purple paint. Because I'm pretty sure if somebody put a no trespassing sign, they're not going to listen. They're just going to ignore it, ignore it entirely and just not care. Purple sign, you know, if you're, if you're aware of it, just go. Please turn around. Don't get yourself into no nonsense that you can't get yourself out of. And if you just don't care about the consequences, then I guess you deserve to get what's coming to you. I don't know anything else after that. So, New York City writers says takes the MTA. Uh, be prepared for some nonsense that come by the fall time, as MTA may cut New York City subways bus service in the fall and make budget concerns. Here we go. Here we go. We knew this was gonna happen. It was too good to be true. Budget experts say the MTA will be in a one billion dollar hole by 2022. So we got some more problems. We're worrying about some stuff that's gonna happen in three years right now. Why is the whole first of all, you need to keep these buses running, you gotta keep the subways going. First of all, it's hard enough right now. I can tell you an example, weekends, backtrack. Like overnight and weekends is horrible. Especially if you take a certain train like the two train or four train or night before just the two or three. They don't run for shit. How am I supposed to get where I gotta get to? I gotta leave one area. I gotta take the shuttle bus just for about an hour just to get to the stop. You know how bad it is? You get all the way to the Bronx, get off 3rd Avenue, 149th Street, all you, all you gotta do is stay in that shuttle bus. Then that bus just keeps going up and going up to every exact stop that's next to the subway stop. That's about an hour and a half, maybe almost two hours before you get to 2,700 jobs that help you pay for a financial burden, but say more cost saving will still need to be done. So you're telling me you gotta cut 2,700 jobs. First of all, which which pretty much means that you're gonna put MTA back on a hiring freeze once again because of these cuts. 2,700 jobs is gonna be lost in the process. That's 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 not that's that's not good at all. No. And they're not even done. 
they said service changes are just some of the possible future MTA cutbacks, which means we don't know what else could be the case. And we're just talking about strictly MTA. What what, what else could be stopped? Trains not running now at night times completely? I'm pretty I'm not sure what's the cause of it. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure cracking down people jumping turn swipes and everything like that. Yeah, 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 I'm pretty sure you're doing the best you can with that, but this is to make the cuts that's gonna affect over twenty seven hundred jobs and maybe more. These must these gotta be this these can't be long term jobs that people are doing. But every job in MT is long term. People is gonna lose out it's gonna be bad. And I, I, I can't see this being done. I think something has to be said to stop this. You no, know, how the hell you got yourself into a deficit that's gonna hit a billion dollars? I don't know. From what MTA said, they will propose these potential service reductions to the board members in September, and no further details has been announced. I can only imagine this is gonna be a ripple effect across the whole MTA board at this point. You're cutting more than 2,700 jobs, maybe as high as maybe 3,500 jobs. If they're just trying to reduce everything from paying people from overtime to just to, to just everything right now. And you still got more stuff you got to handle with constructions. What's going to happen? You're going to a lack of manpower is not going to be able to take care of this if you're just cutting people's jobs. Especially by the time 2022 hits right now, you're pretty much dissolving the whole metro card out of extinction for these, you know, omni pay as you go. And some people don't even got phones. And that mad ride will remind you. So automatically, you're losing more money off just the riff on that part. I don't see this happening. I, I, I There's got to be another way to try to budget this all without people losing their jobs. There's too many there's gonna be a lot of jobs you're just losing right now. Unless you're hoping that people, you know, that's been in, in the job for a long time is already eligible for retirement. But even this, you don't you don't you just can't just push people out of retirement. So right now MTA gotta fix their shit. It's clear that right now, if it does happen I don't know. Doesn't seem like you know stuff is changing for the better when it comes to MTA repairs still need to be taken care of. They're doing the best they can, but at what cost they're doing it? It's still a, it's a disruption regardless of what they do. And you know now you making now you're talking about cuts and budgets and everything like that. That's not really needed. Hopefully something could be solved or resolved before the shit hit the fans and. It's gonna probably be. It's probably gonna be as bad as we all anticipate because twenty seven hundred. That's a lot of jobs that's gonna be lost over budgets, especially a billion. How they even get to this bad to a billion? No one knows. It's just there. Somebody's got to pay the price, but these workers should not have to pay the price for the MTs mishandle of the money part. The money should have been put into the right direction. And stuff should be handled accordingly, and, and that's just about it. But it doesn't seem like that's the case, and now we're here.
and you know three years is still a long time but no one I don't I'm pretty sure nobody wants to be in any type of situation when it comes to this nonsense You know that before you go into this, you know, you just going feeling like this is, you know, you're representing something bigger. You're not representing anything bigger. You're representing yourself and yourself only. I don't, and especially, I don't mind what you're doing at all. But I do hope that you focus at the task at hand and what made you, what made you famous. So, I do hope that, you know, you can handle your situation, and, I don't know, we'll see in time, what can you do on a football field, but, you know what, I, I don't have to even say that, because you've been proven, when it comes, when it comes down to it, you get your job done, you don't play around when it comes to, you know, anything from receptions to catches to route running you have literally done it all and then some more 
So I don't think that will ever be in question. So if, you know, I, hopefully, you know, with this season coming up, maybe it'll be a different turnaround and maybe all things can be forgotten with all the antics she was doing. From complaints about a helmet to, like I said, this stunt. And it's been going on since the picks were Steelers days, so. Hopefully, we get to just see you just play and just mess it ball out. We don't need to hear no more of this rah-rah nonsense. And if we can get that from you, you know what? Bygones be bygones. I don't think nobody's going to stress, you know, all the antics you did in, a, you know, preseason. Or the fact that you probably just don't want to practice. Or you just don't want to play in preseason games. Or maybe you're, you're, very, you're a wizard and you just don't want to get hurt. And which, I, you know, I understand. I don't want to get hurt also. Hopefully, something comes about where we don't got to worry about why you don't want to go through with this. We just go worry. All we can worry about is, okay, what Anthony Brown's going to do for Encore. What's his repeat performance? How he's going to, you know, wow the, you know, the crowd. So we get that from you. And hopefully, like I said, we don't have to worry about anything else. Especially in, especially now when the wake up the whole Kaepernick right now and the nonsense with Hove and everything like that. I think, you know, we're just, we're just trying to, as African-Americans, we're just trying to rally behind each other and fight the same cause that Cap was doing. But it's hard right now when other people, you know, of the same race is doing some bonehead shit that really put us down and make us look bad. And I hate to say that you're making us look bad, but bro, you're making us look bad right now with your, with your nonsense and your antics. Hopefully you just stop. Hopefully you just get back to this, everything we're supposed to be doing. Get back to this football, make your money, and just be happy. That's it. Like I said, you, you, nobody's gonna tell you what to do because at the end of the day, you're Antonio Brown. You, you, have, you have deserved the right at this point, but you know, find a bigger cause and it don't seem like you care. Who knows? Hey, this is the original Gatekeeper Bernie and this is the Let Burn Rant Podcast. Available iTunes, Google, and Spotify and everywhere else where you can find the Let Burn Rant Podcast. You can click, you can stream, and of course, please enjoy it. Burn.